My name is Aaron. I'm Alexis. Jacob. I'm Jamie. I'm Joanna. And I'm Josh. And today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the birthday of land burning. So to start off this podcast, is there like any thoughts or ideas that you have come across in this book or anything that you guys want to discuss? I mean, I feel like so far in the book, things are starting to, we're starting to learn more about it. It's starting to settle in, you know? Yeah. 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 Do you guys have any idea who you think the body belongs to? <laughs> I have an idea. What do you think? Wait, think it... Okay, wait. Can you say first? Because I don't want to look. I don't oh, wanna... my God. I just want to. But I won't lie. I'm kind of thinking it's uh, William. Just because. Yeah, he's Dang. <laughs> he's <the> <laughs> I know. We're so intuitive. Just because he's still their narrator. I think because um, when. How do you, Geneva, is that how you pronounce her yeah, name? Yeah, Geneva. Like, when she said that he had a broken wrist, like, when she could tell the body had a broken wrist, like, I just thought of William, because he had a broken wrist, like, his left wrist. Yeah, right. I didn't even think of that. And also, because he, didn't in that one part, he was trying to give the receipt to, what's his name? Joseph. Joseph, yes. He was trying to give the receipt to Joseph, and Joseph was like, mm, nah, I got it. And he had the receipt in his pocket, and that's what Rowan found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all leads to William, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what I else don't... should we discuss? Any mm-hmm. thoughts, any ideas of what to discuss? Any questions? Mm-hmm. Anything on your mind that you're thinking you might want to ask? Well, since I'm the question person, I guess I'll ask something. Have, have you guys seen any like reoccurring themes from the beginning of the book till now that that might just go out through the entire book that intrigues you guys? Well, I may. Well, I don't know. I'm thinking like I don't want to say acceptance because that's a little. I don't think it really goes with it. But just because like Rowan was like, oh, Alvin or Arvin, and then she saw him in the street. You know, in the chapters earlier. You know, yeah. like, she saw him in the street. It's like, ah, I'm gonna head out. And then, and then she went to like the doctor's office and talked to the man and was like, yeah, Arvin. And he's like, oh yeah, no one talks to him. And she's like, dang it, you know. And I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, but she's like, oh, I gotta learn to accept him. And in um, still William's life, no one really accepts him like Vernon and like um black people in that time. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's like unacceptance. Is the like story. indifference, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See, thanks for saving me. I was drowning. <laughs> <laughs> One reoccurring theme that I would have to say would have to be I mean, this might sound stupid, but privilege. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, Rowan, right? She's mm-hmm. she's a mixed race black teen. She has the privilege of being wealthy, but then she doesn't have the privilege of like racism and um justice like she can be she doesn't necessarily have those things to her advantage so i'm guessing privilege could be a reoccurring theme if if you see if you get what i mean yeah 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 for sure that's what james and her got into an argument about like exactly that he's like yeah you're rich but like you're still black yeah Mm -hmm. we're gonna look at you the same you know, they'll see yeah. being black first, then being rich, you know? Mm-hmm. They only see appearance first and then make their quick judgment. Exactly. Well, people still do that. Like, it's yeah. like with Rowan, you know, hers is present day. People still do that now. And people did that with William, you know? Like, 
Yeah. You could see it a few times because he's mixed with indigenous, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, literally only Vernon gives him, like, stuff for it, you know? Like, has him have it. You know, calling yeah. him all this nasty oh. stuff. But to everyone else, he's, like, just a white boy, you know? Like, when Joseph's little sister was about to get hit by the milkman, you know, he's like, hey, 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 look at me, man. I'm white. She's okay. She's just, she's my servant's daughter. She's fine. You know, and yeah. they literally didn't kill her. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really quick, going back to, I, I know you were talking about that, but really quick, when you're going back to saying that stuff still happens today about, like, injustice and stuff. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys ever heard about that story in um, L.A., where the Versace head designer that like he's one of the head presidents of Versace and he was a uh, African American, he was arrested for apparently like going in and looking around at his own store outside by cops like a few months ago. I did not hear about that. Yeah, that's so much. Yeah, that's happens every day. Mm-hmm. Like it happens so often because I don't know. I'll be shopping with my friends and we'll be into like Ulta or something and. My friend is darker, you know, she's black. And we'll be walking in the store and we'll be like, oh, I'm going to go grab some face masks. You can go do your own thing. And then I noticed that, like, like a sales lady's just watching her or, like, kind of following her around a little bit. And wow. stuff like that just messed up because I'm pale. No one's following me around, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it yeah. just messed up. Exactly. And she's a kid, too. Like, what does a kid going to even do? So I'm more likely to feel the nerve. I'm the one that walked in with a backpack. <laughs> but they're not following mm-hmm. me around. She's wearing a dress without pockets. What's she going to steal? You know? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. That's facts. So what else should we discuss? I mean, like, I I know, like, one of you guys, like, talked about indifference. And so, like, how that like, kind of, like, relates to the book is that even if indifference can, like, lead to, like, anger and hatred, like we discussed in one of the readings mm-hmm. that we did last class. So right. then again, like, once some, well, let's say, for example, some per- um, there was, like, this person that's indifferent than the others. That one person that's, like, hating on that person can, like, spark his anger. And who else, um, who else would know? Like, he can do something that leads to destruction, you know? And it would yeah. just all be bad. So I feel like that's how like relates to the book, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I think it's uh really interesting how right when we read this book, a lot of events in the modern day, like especially are related. Especially during this time, because of BLM. Everything that we've been reading, especially is we've been seeing it in the news like reoccurring every almost every day. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. crazy, but because with, like, the Tulsa Race Massacre, they never taught it. To, like, I've never heard about that before. I didn't know that happened until, like, last summer when I was, like, researching, like, the Black Lives Matter movement and seeing all these different creators on different social medias. You know, they're like, hey, no one really talks about this. And I was like, huh, you're right. Like, I didn't learn about that in, like, history class in, like, elementary school or middle school you know, or even on my own. And it was pretty crazy. Like, this whole entire thing happened where hundreds of people died, you know, and it just radio silence, you know, and that happens a lot with other types of history when it comes to people of color. I, I agree with what Alexa said. Can I ask one question? Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. Um, since, like, I know for me, I'm, like, almost, like, done with the books. Like, do you guys have, like, a favorite character that you like so far? I think my favorite character would be the 
Oh, what's her name? She's the anthropologist, but she's like not technically an anthropologist. Geneva? Oh, I think she was pretty funny. I won't lie. Like, I wish I could be that smart. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what about you guys? I really like Rowan because I just feel uh, like she's like grown so much and just mm-hmm. to see like her perspective on everything changed and even her mom sees it like you know how she was so stuck in a bubble she like lives in a really good neighborhood and yeah. you know she's a good off person but then she begins working at this clinic and she meets all these new people and then when like Arvin dies she just because that one time when she like ignored him when he was on the street and then she sees him again when she gets into the car accident but then that's like her last time seeing him kind of but then she saw him again at the funeral but it was just like you just see how how much she's grown and how like yeah i don't know her um i don't know how to word it yeah no i know what you mean yeah i I like her own too i feel like um, what you said she's really grown I feel like her character development has really, like, grown when I started reading it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, can, like, also agree with that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think William's grown, too, you know? I mean, yeah. I have nothing against him. Like, I want to call him my favorite, but he's cool. But <laughs> he's, he's, just grown too. he's just pretty selfish, you know? He's yeah. pretty selfish, and hopefully he, like, gets over that. But um, for his time period and the environment he grew up in, he mm-hmm. became really accepting. Accepting's mm. not the word, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in the beginning, he was like, ah, a black person is talking to my girl. Bop, bop. And then the dude ends up dying, you know? <laughs> and yeah. then he's like, oh, yeah, I touched four black people, and I don't see them as black first. I see them as people first. I'm cool now. And I'm like, okay. At least you're growing up. (laughs) I think Ruby helped him with that. Like, after he started hanging out with Ruby, he started, like, changing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, like, any other, like, thoughts you guys had when you guys were reading the book? I could just say it was amazing seeing, um, I I know it's not like a broken record, but just how it relates. But then it's great to see that, for example, Rowan and other people, just how they're changing and how they're, uh, like Alexa said, accepting is not the word for it. I'm trying to think of the word. It's not accepting. It's uh, tolerance. Yeah, I would say, yeah, tolerance is more is a better way to say it. But just their tolerance changes. And eventually they can grow grow up, like you said, just grow up as a person. See them see them as a person, see them as a human being human being. Yeah. Regardless of race, religion, sexual orientation, color, that doesn't matter. All that matters is that they're a human being on this planet. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And that's still something that like everyone needs to work on, you know? Like no matter who you are, where you're at, you gotta like unless you're like Jesus. You know, we all gotta work on that because it's just being unaccepting of like other people. It's kind of a learned behavior. Like, I mean, I guess if we were like animals, we'd be like, yo, you're not in our pack, you know? But I don't know. I just think like unlearning that to be like unaccepting of like people on their religion, race, sexual orientation, you know? That's something you gotta readjust yourself to actually like accept and like tolerate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it can be, like, more open, you know? Yeah, because, like, <laughs> we do live in a closed-minded society, and we live in a society that's, like, not to be we live in a society, my bad, but we we do. We live in a society that's 
that has always been like that. And it hasn't started changing since like the last 20 ish years. You know, it hasn't like, bop, bop, you know, we're going past this and going to like a better life, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I heard you say something about parents. I could be making that up in my head. But I think it all comes down to how you were raised. And yeah. I mean, if you were raised with your parents being completely discriminatory towards one race or gender, unfortunately, you are going to have some of that. And like you said, we need to change it as ourselves and as our generation, basically, because you said it's only been really changing within the last 20 years. Well, look at that. That's a millennium. That's a millennial generation. And I mean, it's both a generational thing and how you grew up. Yeah, for sure. I really like how you yeah. added that in. Yeah, like you can see that in the book too. Because with Williams, it's like super racist then. And it's like, yeah, it's super racist then, you know, and that's how he was raised. And he's slowly learning to get out of that, you know, like think differently. And then you switch back into like Rowan's time. And everything's better than the past, but there's still, like, problems going on that she sees. And it's interesting to see the flip back and forth between two completely different time periods. You know, that's one of the other things I like about this book. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like there's an analogy where people say it's not not the kid, it's the parents. Like, that's how he was raised. Like, it's not the breed of the dog. It's not not all pit bulls are bad. It's the way they were raised by their owners. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And I feel like, I don't know, this is from, like, personal experience, but, like, one of my um, closest family friends, they they were, like, so traumatized by someone because, like, um, this one, like, family was, like, talking about, like, racial slurs to this kid. And, like, every day he always, like, been reminded of that. And ever since, he's, like, changed, you know? Because, like, that one, what's that called? That one um, racial slur or that one, like, bullying thing, it just, like, changed his life, you know? And, like, it's, like, changes, like, point of view on how, like, you should view the world and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, again, it's how, like, you're really raised. But it's also how, like, you um, accept it, you know? Like, you can either, like, walk away from it and, like, ignore it. Or you can, like, do something to it that could lead to, like, either a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. True. True. That's a good perspective there. <laughs> but, yeah, just one day people got to pretty much wake up and realize, like, not realize or to wake up and realize but like gotta acknowledge the world that we live in you know like you can't learn every single piece of history to understand why we're at we are where we are today you know but at least like i don't want to say like at least try but just acknowledge the way we live and try to make it better for like yourself the people around you and like people 50 years from now you know yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this book was like released around like 2017, but like it um relates to the world right now in 2020, and like that really like just um shocks me, you know. Like this book from the like past just relates to the future. I just really appreciate the author Jennifer how she can relate. I mean, how she wrote this book that can still be like. Plus, like, we're referencing the future, you know? I think it's yeah. amazing how she made it re- uh, relate to both the future and even the past, like, 60s, 70s. Like, there's, it's amazing how she's able to connect both of those time be- periods and make them so eerily similar. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just going to say, like, um, yeah, I think it's really great that she was able to connect it, the past to the present. But 
yeah, I just think that's really great because the past and the present are connected and the way she did it made it more clear because people nowadays will be like, that happened like 50 years ago. You need to get over it. But like that event that happened 50 years ago caused a domino effect that led to where we are today. So you can't just ignore the past because you need it to like better the future, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, here's an example. Like, you can't tell people to like get over slavery when slavery was like, hey, you can't vote until like nineteen fifty, like nineteen sixty. Sorry, I know it's been like oh, like eighty years since like the Civil War, but like that's just how it is, man. You know, and that led to like then they let people vote, and now there's like voter suppression, and, like redlining, and all that stuff. So that caused the domino effect, you know. So you can't just get over the past. You need to connect it to the present to figure out why things are happening and how to change it, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially, yeah, like... You said that, well. Go ahead, Jordan. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I like hype how Jennifer... Even though Dreamland Burning is a fiction book, there's, like, always, like, that some, like, facts that um, the author uses in the book, which could, like, relate to the future again or, like, during, like, the present time. You know, it's realistic yeah, fiction, even... right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, but it's like the Magic Treehouse historical fiction. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, to think of it from my perspective, I always think this book is real, but it isn't. And I just like how the author, author like, writes it as like it was nonfiction. Yeah, yeah. I would say this book is, uh, yeah, it's realistic fiction. So, um, I would say a book that relates to it could technically, I mean, I would say Night is more historical fiction because it relates to a past it's event not, it's not it's not fiction it's a it's a book based on his uh, uh weasel's real experience oh yeah so oh. yeah but some of the characters weren't real so it was technically goes under fiction but i would say this book is more yeah realistic fiction so i don't know really a thing that could relate to it but it's definitely unique yeah the writing style is really really cool yeah Anyone else got anything to add on? Well, like, I had this quote from the book, but, like, I don't know if I want you guys to, like, say anything about it. Or you can, like, how, however you, like, interpret it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So it says, I think it was, ooh, I don't know if it was Rowan's mom or it was Rowan's, her best friend. I forgot his name. James. But, James, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it might have been him or Rowan's mom. But it was like, black men and women are dying today for the same reasons they did in 1921. And we have to call that out, Rowan, every single time. That was and her mom. That was her mom? Yeah. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. Oh, that quote relates to now, I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could see that back, like, in May. You could see it, like, literally today. I bet you could find the unfortunate and really sad truth is that I bet you can find, like, what's it called like another petition like hey get justice for this person they were unjustly something you know because it happens so often and it's really sad you know how much worse can this year get honestly Sober, don't jinx us <laughs> wait yeah don't say that don't say that we're just waiting for christmas i mean thanksgiving let's not forget thanksgiving uh, we already had a spike in covid so i mean hopefully it doesn't get yeah Dreamland Burning type book like 50 years from now and it's like 2020 to 2070 the 2020 burning <laughs> oh my god oh my god <laughs> don't say that oh wait no it's literally burning because of yeah oh. like Australia yeah and the wild part of course, you know, in California oh, oh my god 
Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, That's probably not a good title. <laughs> oh my god. Why would you do that? I didn't mean to. <laughs> I mean, moving on. Any other ideas? Yeah. Um, anyone have anything to add? Okay. I was just going to say, do you guys think Will's father, uh, Stanley Tillman, do you guys think he's going to, like, I don't know how to word it, like, do you think he's going to change in a way? Or, like, because you know how he had Will um, guard the store while, like, everyone was going to the courthouse for the the boy awaiting his trial or whatever? Um, yeah. Do you think he's going to like have a change of heart or something and like not end up doing something he regret like be do you think because he's not part of the kkk but do you think that he'll choose like not to if he gets the opportunity if that Um, makes sense i'm not really sure because like old people are weird like they're so hit or miss like (laughs) usually they're just set in their ways but then Mm -hmm. again like if someone's like hey what's up bro let's let's go join the kkk you know I feel like he would just be like, hmm, nah, but he'd still be racist on the side. But, like, I was reading about the KKK, and, like, at that time, like, in the, I have the tab open right here, it's, like, in the 20s, they were, like, you know, they pay, they had paid recruiters, they were always, like, getting new members, you know, and they were doing good for themselves, you know? So maybe at that time, in that little city, they were a little powerful, you know, if that makes sense. Like, hey, join the KKK. He's like, nah, okay, you like black people, we're gonna kill you now. And he's like, what? I'm racist, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So maybe he'd be like forced into it, but he's still kind of weird. And old people are just weird and they never really change their minds. <laughs> Your like ego is so big that you're like, I've seen it all and I know the truth, even though you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you put it in that perspective, it's like if your friend asked you, would you jump a bridge with me? <laughs> would you really, though? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. The KKK creeps me out, though. It does. I feel, like, I see old pictures of them. Like, I'm on, I was on the Wikipedia page doing some research about it. And all those old pictures are just creepy. Like, with the, with their weird looking robes and the, and this one dude, I'm looking at a picture right now because my Discord screen is, like, kind of small. He's, like, wearing this black one next to the American flag. Like, that's just so weird to me. Like, how are you going to make a club on how racist you are? Like, it's just weird. There's something wrong with those people. That's all I got to say. Yeah. The only memory I like of them is when I convinced my dad to kill them in Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> That's a video game, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cowboy video game, and he's a cowboy. Well, he's not really a cowboy. He's like, I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry I'm so quiet. I'm just trying to think of what to say, but I'm like so out of ideas right now. I'm like, what do we discuss? <laughs> I mean, it's all good. Do you guys think Vernon's going to die anytime soon? I feel so like he would escape death, but I don't think he would die. Yeah, Vernon and Vermin. My bad. <laughs> what were you saying, Jamie? Oh, nothing. I just wanted to say, like, he's probably my least favorite character in the book. Oh, me too, for sure. To see him die. Oh, that would be so good. Like, you know that one part of the book where he was, like, 
hey, William, come here. He's like, what? Come into my store. And he's like, I got this package. And then William's like, okay. And he's like, check this out. KKK metal. I'm racist and cool. You know, like that part made me want to vomit. Because he's like, yeah, no big deal. I just got an award for being in the KKK. Just kind of, just kind of funny. You know, like it's kind of cute. And what you think? And William's like, I, um, yeah. I gotta go. You know, like that part was so gross. Yeah. And I especially hate when he calls him like half breed. Yeah. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Ugh, Vernon's disgusting. It really is. I can't stand him. But honestly, you know what I hope will happen? Mm-hmm. I hope, because we know the Tulsa Race Massacre happens, and it was like, you know, all the racist people banded together. So I hope he comes to town into his KKK uniform, and he's like, yeah, set fire to the place. And then he accidentally dumps, like, gasoline on him, getting all happy. And it's like, yeah. He sets on fire. fire. Yeah, I think that'll be a good ending. <laughs> I sound like insane. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I totally, I would totally read that. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert: KKK member sets himself on fire. Good ending. <laughs> oh, I sound like a like a arsonist. Oh my god. No, what is it called? I'm a maniac. What are you on? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, thank you guys for uh, listening to our podcast, The Burning Question. My name is Aaron. I'm Alexis. Jake. I'm Jamie. I'm Joanna. And I'm Josh. Stay tuned for our next podcast. Bye. Bye.